0: I do admit though, I was surprised that SAT and the ACT folks aren't actually more supportive in trying to get those test centers open in terms of, you know, saying, okay, if we open additional rooms, different centers require masks, we can, we may not be able to get all of them open, but get some of them
1: open. Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of College News Fit to Digest. Every week, we pick a few news items relating to US colleges and discuss it with our own Shweta Bhagade College Counselor. Alma Matters curates the news daily relating to US colleges and makes it available on almamatters.io slash coronavirus. We pick a few news items from that curated list and discuss it every week here in these podcasts. Now, without further ado, on with the podcast. Hey, Shreda.
0: Hi, Venkat. How are you?
1: Very well. you?
0: Surviving post-election. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a syndrome, I assume. Yeah. Uh, cool. So a couple of things I think we can discuss today. Um, first, it looks like um, uh, SUNY has come up with their plans for the spring semester of 2021 um, as a reopening plan. Um, what did you think of that?
0: Um. You know, I'm cautiously optimistic for East mm-hmm. and maybe other schools will follow. Um, I'm not familiar with the size of each of their campuses, but um, if they kind of set the tone, hopefully some of these other campuses will start to follow
1: mm-hmm.
0: and maybe implement similar or identical protocols in place and hopefully they can do it. I mean, a lot of these things that SUNY is doing is going to cost money and they're prepared to
1: do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think just the fact that um, they are sort of being bold about it, whereas quite a few, um, you know, colleges all over the country are, uh, you know, planning to do online, at least for the next for the spring semester or spring quarter so it is it is a big change and i guess it also speaks to the fact that new york has been in better control of the pandemic um, as opposed to lots of other parts of the country so that may maybe um part of part of the whole thing so i'm not sure
0: yeah i i think that's part of it and i think the other piece of it is that that could help some of these other universities is that they make adjustments through the semester. Mm -hmm. So they may do like a quarantine, like for instance, there was a quarantine for the holiday for Halloween, Mm -hmm. partying and things like that. Um, But then starting to open up some in-person lab classes with testing for those students and that kind of thing. So I think, you know, as it's early November, I think as January approaches, some of these universities will look at potential plans for different scenarios. If COVID starts to really go down in their positive cases or, you know, the vaccine or whatever happens in the next few months. Sure. Um, I think that will allow these universities to kind of implement each plan as necessary. It's interesting, though, that SUNY has put out like a full blown plan for the entire semester, which includes canceling spring break. Uh huh. Um, so I don't it it doesn't address that they may adjust the plans accordingly, but I'm sure they are prepared to do that.
1: Yeah, I think almost every school I think I think that seems like a conventional wisdom kind of thing that they don't want to have that break um, because, you know, once people disband and come back, I mean, they bring, um, they take a lot of things with them and they bring a lot of things back. And so I think they want to avoid that uncertainty. And by the way, I was just checking, a SUNY had in 2019 fall had undergraduate enrollment across their system was 372,000. Um, students so they're you know they're like the UCs I guess right so in terms of numbers so so yeah so I think um, it's a pretty big system and um, um, I I guess everyone will be watching to see how that uh, shapes up so um, I think the next topic is an interesting one the sort of one news item was about, you know, SATs and ACTs are still having some challenges um, around their test centers and test taking, whereas the IELTS seems to be reopening centers around the world for tests. So it's a I don't know if it's a study in contrast, but certainly quite different uh, sort of situations there. I mean, what's your read on that?
0: Um I I thought that was interesting, too. I think a little bit of, you know, the maybe the international community outside of the U.S. is really looking to see things go in a positive direction. And so they are proceeding in that same direction as well, like opening their IELTS centers, Mm -hmm. where the SAT and ACT, it's a little bit different because they are at the mercy of test centers based on the state. Sure. Right, so, or even n- narrow it down even more simply the county. So if the county is not allowing in-person situations, then of course in-person testing is not gonna happen. So if, if in-person schooling is not happening, mm-hmm. then that just falls in line with the in-person testing as well. Um, I do admit, though, I was surprised that SAT and the ACT folks aren't actually more supportive in trying to get those test centers open in terms of, you know, saying, okay, if we open additional rooms, different centers, require masks, we can, we may not be able to get all of them open, but get some of them open and that avenue. So, those are the kinds of things we're anticipating to see as california residents but it it hasn't quite happened yet so i'm hoping there's a trend to kind of see that go for the students because unless they start to get rid of you know eliminate the need for sat and act the drive for now the juniors because the seniors are pretty much mm-hmm. you know at their done point um They're still anticipating it to be an issue because the colleges haven't made, for the most part, haven't made that big announcement that we will continue test optional for another year. There are a few exceptions, as you know, the University of California system has, excuse me, has gone test blind by a recent uh, court mandate for the next three years, Um, but That's only one college system in the country. So uh, it should be interesting what happens. For my opinion is come January, we may start to see some official announcements come out for the following class year. So we'll see what happens. And I think it'll be a lot, a lot of it would be based on the progress of the country in terms of COVID cases and numbers, hopefully going down or staying steady that kind of thing um the easy solution my opinion is just go test optional one more year right and the adjustments for the following year but i'm not in charge so there you go
1: (laughs) but 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 you know I'm, i'm wondering if um the fact that colleges are you know, either test optional or test blind, at least for the immediate future, is a damping factor on this um, SAT ACT centers because maybe the urgency and the imperative isn't isn't there. And whereas IELTS, there is more of a need for that um, in order to qualify. So maybe the maybe the motivation isn't there. I mean, I'm just thinking out loud as to why. These guys wouldn't be as creative innovative or driven to get that hap- to happen so um uh,
0: cool. i think I think that's just the history of s a t and a c p you know they just from my opinion they do the absolute bare minimum um for instance, when they had to do the home version testing for a p right. exams the advanced right. exams right. that was quite messy and apparently there's a lawsuit against them about it as well. And yeah, kids spend a lot of time and money on those things. And for it not to be handled in a better scenario is surprising. And you know, just even if you remove COVID from the equation, SAT and the ACT folks really should have seen some of this demand to go online really happen regardless of COVID just because everything else is still available there are things, there's so much more available online that they should have seen this coming and kind of already being prepared for it and I think COVID just fast forwarded for them I think they were dragging their heels on it and now they have to catch up and they're just not there yet
1: yeah I, I, would, I, I would see um, I mean to just build on that I, A. I would have seen I would have liked to have seen them take advantage of this situation and try to propagate this whole idea of online tests because it really frees them up from having to depend on schools and proctors and whole bunch of things. And they can and and also the push internationally, you'd have more students who can take the test potentially than having to go to some center somewhere. And um, and you know the, you know there's enough enough stuff that I mean colleges have done their courses taken you know conducted exams so it's not a, it's not a quote-unquote new thing yes there are challenges but I think I think they instead of just you know throwing their hands up they should have I, I'm assuming I don't know if they're doing anything more but they should really invest in that and make it work because I think directionally everybody's you know one thing that has happened is that when you talk to the colleges at least college professors and faculty they do see a lot of potential for this virtual and remote learning because they they think that certain things can be done really well i mean obviously it doesn't um sort of um, substitute there's no substitute for labs and other kind of field work but there's a lot that can be done that way and so it allows people to do more things. Uh, you know, they can reach students elsewhere. They could, you know, they could provide a certain level of education. Um, and I would think that this test taking is sort of the least of the things they can do. That, but anyway, that's my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, um, I think. Um, well, I mean, you know, it's good to have these two sort of scenarios. Let's see how well IELTS does and. Um, hopefully that serves as a roadmap for SAT and ACT as well. So um, so good. So thank you as always. Uh, appreciate you taking the time on a Monday morning. Yeah, and, thank you.
0: my pleasure. Uh,
1: okay, be safe, be well. I'll talk to you soon.
0: Thank you, you too. Take care.
1: Yep, bye-bye. Bye. Hi again. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with Shweta Bagade on this week's College News Fit to Digest. Stay connected with us by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify or visit anchor.fm forward slash Alma Matters. These podcasts are brought to you by almamatters.io. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you.